Glory to you. Let us pray. Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. For you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, Stephen Richards Price is a forest ranger in Wales. And you know, forest rangers get asked lots of questions. And uh, one time in a magazine article, uh, Mr. Richards Price uh, wrote about the kinds of questions that he got asked as a forest ranger. And what do you suppose is the most common question that he gets as a ranger? What do you think? Where am I? Where am I? No, that's not it, but that's a good one. That's what I'd ask. Yes. Where's the bathroom? That's a good one, too, but that's not it. Yeah. How'd you get this job? Uh, that'd be good to know. Nope, that's not it. How many trees? 
Do you have to shoot your gun? How many trees? Oh, you guys have a boy. I can see why being a forest ranger would be a great thing if you guys were out there in the forest. No. Ah, uh, that'd be a good one too. No, he said the 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 most common question that he as a ranger gets asked. None of those things. It's not uh, how long is this hike going to take. Rather, the most common question is much simpler. Excuse me. Can you tell me where the trail starts? Can you tell me where the trail starts? So where does the trail of the Christian faith begin? Well, I suppose one could answer that in a number of different ways, but the first thing that comes to my mind is this. The trail begins where some water is poured on one's head, and the words are spoken I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. That's the beginning of the trail. It may not always, of course, be the beginning of the journey. Sometimes one has to travel quite a ways before one even comes to the trailhead, yes, and and sometimes one may just stand at the trailhead for a while without taking a single step, kind of scoping it out and seeing if you really want to do this. But the trail itself begins with baptism. And of course, there are other questions. Where does the trail go? How long does the journey take? Those are interesting questions, and the answers aren't nearly as simple. But on this festival of the Holy Trinity, our lessons help us sketch out a map of the Christian journey, a a map of the trail. It's not always an easy hike, It's definitely at least a class three trail for those of you that know anything about hiking, sometimes maybe more. John Buchanan, the editor of the Christian Century magazine, told a story about a baptism that he performed as a Presbyterian pastor some years ago. The little boy being baptized was about two years old. The pastor spoke the words quite similar to the words in the Book of Common Prayer baptismal liturgy. After the baptismal washing itself, you know, the words spoken as the priest traces the sign of the cross on the newly baptized person's forehead and then says, Child of God, you are sealed by the Holy Spirit in baptism and marked as Christ's own forever. And the little boy looked up and in his sweet little boy voice responded, "Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Uh-oh, indeed. The trail that begins in our baptism in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. That's what Nicodemus hears in this morning's gospel lesson. The the Son of Man must be lifted up, and that's cross. And it's what St. Paul says as well. We are heirs with Christ when, if in fact, we suffer with him. Yeah, the trail can be difficult. The trail can require self-sacrifice. It does require forgiveness in turning the other cheek. It requires dying to sin. And after all, it leads to the cross. And the trail can also be quite mysterious. You know, if you set out thinking that everything's going to be clear, clearly marked, easy to navigate, well, you'd best think again. Uh, a class three trail, I said before. And, and one website about hiking says this about a class three trail. It says it'll be steep and almost certainly require some finding skills. 
At this point, you better have a map and a compass in your pack and know how to use them. Yes, the Christian journey is a class three trail, at least. Again, we see this in the story of Nicodemus. He comes to Jesus with, with what he thinks are going to be some very simple questions, but the more questions that he asks, the more confused that he, he gets. And, and sometimes the life of faith is like that. Sometimes we simply do not know the answers. That's what we can expect when we're hiking into the mystery of God. I love that Isaiah passage this morning. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The word holy literally here means something like different. God is so different that we can scarcely grasp it. And and when we're drawn into that mystery of God, we often find ourselves crying out with Isaiah, Woe is me, I am lost. I don't know about you, but the older I get, the more mysterious I find the Bible and the Christian faith. There are stories in the Bible, you know, that leave me breathless, lots of them. I so often feel like the disciples in the boat with Jesus after he stilled the storm. Remember, do you remember what they ask after he does that? What's their question? Anybody remember? Well, that's a later story. That's where they see him walking on the water. No, they say, who is this? Who is this that even the winds and the rains obey him? When we take this trail that begins with baptism, we're wandering deep into a mystery that we cannot understand. And the deeper we go, the less we understand. That's actually one of the reasons I love the Festival of the Holy Trinity, and I love teaching early church history classes where my students have to grapple with how the the church came to understand God as Trinity. It helps us remember that God is a mystery and that we cannot finally grasp just who he is beyond how he reveals himself to us. Early this morning, I was reading a passage from the book of Ecclesiasticus, and and this verse struck me. Though we speak much, we cannot reach the end. And the sum of our words is, he is the all. Where shall we find strength to praise him? For he is greater than all his works. Indeed, he is the all. He is greater than anything we can possibly imagine, and certainly greater than anything we can understand. And yet, he is not entirely unfathomable, because this baptismal trail also leads us into a community, a family. All who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God, Paul says. Children of God. Part of God's family. And a family is something that we can see and touch, and experience. Now think for a moment about what it means to be part of a family. You know, there are certain kinds of traits that can help to identify someone as part of a family. In our family, we sometimes joke about the Johnson ears. And if you look at photos going back many generations, you can see that there's something to that. But family traits aren't always physical, of course. At, At my grandfather's funeral... 
All of his siblings were present, and he had several of them. They were all there except for Aunt Mabel. And my mother commented that that was probably just as well because she said, you know, in some ways Mabel really isn't an Anderson. And I asked her what she meant, and she explained that Aunt Mabel was a very emotional person, quite unlike the rest of the family, all those typically stoic Swedes who seldom expressed any emotion. And so Mabel never went to family funerals because she would probably cry and that would make everyone uncomfortable. When we take this baptismal trail, it leads us into the family this family where God is the Father and where all the children share certain traits. And they are not physical traits, but they're spiritual traits. When our kids were young and going to vacation Bible school, there was a a song that we used to sing in vacation Bible school. Part of it went like this. Love is one of the fruits of the Spirit. Love is part of God's plan for me. Love is one of the ways I am like him. Fruits of the Spirit, you see. Love, joy, self-control, gentleness, all the rest. Those are the traits of this family in which we find ourselves. They are the ways we are like our Father. And that is finally the answer, isn't it, to where this trail leads It leads us to the very heart of God, to the place where we receive all the gifts of God, heirs of God, Paul says, joint heirs with Christ, Paul says. It's the place where we begin more and more to resemble our Father in heaven. It's the place where, as the psalmist puts it, the Lord shall give his people the blessing of peace. There's a great story about St. Brendan, 5th century Irish missionary, Brendan was proclaiming Christ to a pagan chieftain and urging him to be baptized. Well, supposing I accept your gospel, said the chieftain. Supposing I agree to follow this way, what will I find? And Brendan replied, you will find wonder upon wonder and every wonder true. And that too is what we find, you and I, on this this journey, wonder upon wonder. And how long does it take, this baptismal journey? Well, it takes forever. It takes one's whole life. It becomes one's whole life, the life of faith, the life of the child of God. Your life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.